Welcome in everybody to the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Here we are on this Monday, the day before the season opener. It is finally here. We are in the prime of November, and it's a big day tomorrow. College basketball around the whole country kicks off. I'm your host, Nate Long, joined by Noah Lurch, as always. Noah, I just said it right there. College basketball overall kicks off tomorrow. It's a great time of the year. Yeah, we're coming off a bummer weekend from SIU football, so it we get a little bit more excited since basketball is coming around and football will finally get back on the right track. But, yeah, it's basketball season. Can't wait. Big games tomorrow night. I believe almost everybody in the Valley kicks off tomorrow night. Without a doubt, we will get to some of that. What all the other teams or who they're facing and all that jazz, we will definitely cover all that. We do play at Little Rock tomorrow in or at Little Rock, as I said, 5 o'clock game. We talk about that because, no, we will be going to that. We didn't know exactly. We were both off of work. And since the 5 o'clock game, we leave semi-early in the early or late morning and get there and then head back. It shouldn't be too bad. No, we're not going to miss a chance to really see, outside of Evansville, we've talked about, our only chance to see them on the road this year. Yeah, we know with our, our work schedules, usually around Christmas time, it's hectic. So not a lot of travel traveling time for us so yeah we're gonna get on the road tomorrow sometime head down to arkansas and uh we remember going down to arkansas a couple years ago going to arkansas state for football so now we get to check out another college down there in little rock and can't wait for the experience you're right especially since uh we are able to make it we're hoping everybody else can too we will preview a lot of stuff within little rock the team and everything else outside of that and obviously where we're playing at where to go what people can expect for the game, we will get into some recruits here. There's some big news coming out of uh, Terre Haute we will get to. And like we said, we'll, we'll mention what other teams are playing, other reviews. Brian had his presser today. We'll have our record predictions on this season, Marcus and Cash at interviews. And, yes, that little rock current transfer. So, no, let's kick off here. Before we get to all that, an update on uh, recruiting. And there was one in particular of one we're going to see, a guy from two years now, and there's other stuff. Let's jump into this. Yeah, the main one is uh, we've been on him for a while since he, he's visited a lot. Uh, Justin King, he committed to UMSL, uh, University of Missouri-St. Louis. So uh, I do not think we had an offer yet out to him. But uh, we actually seen him play Marion as when he was a sophomore when we first started in on him. But uh, he's decided to go to the, I think they're D2, I believe. So uh, best of luck to him. Yeah, we're back on the recruiting trail. Uh I believe, uh, when was it, last Monday, we went up to Minnetonka. I believe that's, in, I guess, up in Minnesota to see 2023 point guard Ibrahim Elmine. Um, so uh, that's a fun name to say. I bet Mike Reese and us would love to say that name on the radio. So we went and seen him. Even Fallot, I'm sure, on the oh, yeah. uh, PA would love to say that too. Yeah, he's a small guy. But definitely, we've talked about how we would like a point guard moving forward, and we still have that, that void to fill, per se, if they go that route. So, yeah, good option for two years from now. Uh, then uh, some, a 2022 guy uh, uh, visited SIU this weekend, Nazir Brown, a 6'1 guard at a Koppel High School down in Texas, I believe. So, uh, so hopefully he got a good weekend campus, and we know some others were on campus. Um, we hosted 2023 prospects Richard Barron, Sam Lewis, and Brock Harding. Also, we had 2024s and Jaheim Weber and uh, Cole Serta. 
in. So we know we did offer after a great visit with them. We offered Brock Harding and um, who else did we offer? Somebody else. Oh, Rich, Rich Barron. So that's two guys. We And Sam Lewis. So all three of those we offered of the 2023 class. So we're starting to look forward to that. So uh, glad they had some great visits. They some uh, some of them made some posts. So that's great to see. Yeah, and even Rich Barron, who added the recent picture from the exhibition, uh, which is great to see in the old picture of the arena. But yeah, overall, it is great to see us in a more guys. We talked before we landed Cade uh, Hornecker that we haven't really been in on a lot of recruits, and that's especially it's crazy because the season's obviously here now and seeing us more involved with that, and yes, going to visit a guy, so we're definitely showing – uh, that we're here for all that stuff, so it's good to see. We'll keep updating that throughout the season. And, Noah, let's talk about Cade for a second because we do with football, all of our commits, we go through the games that they have. And I know they're in playoff season now, but we have done it for, for a while. Yeah, every single week we update on their status. And until we get more guys, Cade will be one every week throughout his high school season that starts in a couple of weeks. We won't do it for a while. We thought we'd mention it now like we do for football that we will talk about his games and how he does if we can find all that stuff. So thought we'd add that in there. Uh, and you mentioned Justin King. Um, so yes, that is definitely big because we did see him years back. We're not sure how much he's improved. Uh, yeah, right. We didn't. We're not sure if we had that offer there, but we weren't really worried. I think at a time because we, you know, we're in on. Hopefully, we'd be on in on guys a little bit. Uh, better I guess that's that's a mean way to put it but just overall just because we if the offer was there that he was going to take it and he was the guy we kind of left off our radar a little bit uh for some of these other guys so definitely good luck to him though at that d2 level for sure uh, so no that's a recap of recruiting we'll continue to do that uh let's kick it off now Noah some breaking news out of Terra Hout I say Terra Hout Terra Hoot whatever you want to say Noah Arguably the biggest news of the season so far happens before the season. Tyree Key out for the season. Yeah, that's big news. Uh, he's having surgery, and uh, we wish him a speedy recovery because we know he was going to be one of the top Valley players again, and uh, that opens up a spot on the first team. Without a doubt, he had a post earlier today. With this being one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make, I will undergo season-ending season shoulder surgery. This is certainly not the way I envision this season playing out, but I do need to consider my health and my future of playing basketball. I'd like to thank you all for the continued support as this reoccurring issue will be resolved and I will mentally be at peace. Uh, Noah, it is big because obviously he is a first-team preseason pick. Uh, overall, he would have been the only true reason why Indiana State would have been successful this year. They definitely take a hit, and that's definitely not what Josh Sturts wants in his first season. Yeah, that's, that's a big hit to that program, and we know it's uh, hard for a coach to have success right away, and Kyrie Key could have really helped them out. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. It is interesting. I think you know we, we're talking about it here, and I think it definitely is just a big deal, losing a guy like that in all, in all season. You know, we lost A.J. Brown last year, A.J. Green last year, that now losing Tyree Key before the season even starts is definitely big. And we know, like we said, Sycamores weren't really going to be – that competitor, they're picking near the bottom of the league, but he, like I said, he would have been the only reason why. So, no, that leaves a door open for him to register and play next season if he chooses to, right? We've talked how maybe we think he should go to the next level, play at a higher school, don't you think? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like he may should have done that this year. But, yeah, he probably would really simply get a medical redshirt for 
ease, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where he's at. I'm sure he's probably graduated by now. So I don't know how, what he's doing with his uh, schooling and major. So that's interesting to think about. Very unfortunate. He was he's about to have a he was about to have a monster year. So yeah, interesting. He could play anywhere he wants in the country for the most part. Like Aaron Cook, who's bounced around. We saw that Georgia basketball is tweeting about him, and he's there after his almost undefeated season with Gonzaga last year. So no offense, AC, we love you. If you can, definitely we think Tyree can. Tyree Key can as well. Know some other ones before we get into all these other schools and what they've been doing outside of this big news and what they have for their season opener. Antonio, I just saw a tweet earlier or a couple of days ago. Antonio Reeves, he wasn't in the Indiana or Illinois State starting five in their exhibition due to practice play. And if we remember, we remember Dan Moore talking about his expectations for Antonio this year and it stepping up and being a leader and all that jazz. It's interesting. That might not be anything. I just remember Todd Hefferman retweeting it. So I think it's a little bit of a big deal. I don't think it has any bearing on, you know, his season at all. It's just interesting practice play uh, for a team at the bottom of the league. Uh, so, no, what other – is there any other Big Valley news or anything else to update on any other schools that you are aware of? Yeah, also I believe uh, Dan Muller said today that two freshman walk-on guards are going to redshirt, so that's interesting. And he also said Howard Flindling is good to go for Tuesday's opener. So that's interesting to see, and uh, not a lot else going around the Valley. Uh, exhibitions has happened. We'll mention Valpo's dropped two exhibitions to some some decent schools in the D2 level, but that's still interesting to see. We, we know Kobe King is yet to play, but and it's a brand new, basically a brand new team, but um, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I think you're right. I, I think they will as well. That's definitely notable, though, losing back-to-back to teams like that. And you're right, they're more high-quality uh, division two programs and Edwards had a 30 point game in the first game. So definitely I, you feel like Ben Crookie shouldn't let this happen. Uh, games like this, but yeah, it is only exhibition. They're getting the warm up. You're right. If once they get a full team by the, however long of the season, they will turn it around. That's definitely, and you mentioned, yes, the red shirts. Cause remember Dan also mentioned that he doesn't, he didn't expect them to redshirt anybody, but here they are now doing that. And I believe also, since you mentioned him coming off the bench in that exhibition game, I believe Reeves still ended up, if I remember correctly, like 34 points, so he's still doing his thing. I'm glad you just said that because it had – obviously what I just said had did not matter because if he just didn't start, he came off and dropped 34. He will be just fine. So now, Noah, what are – all these other Valley schools, if, if you know, what are their first games to kick off the season? Tomorrow? Yeah, everybody opens up tomorrow night. We got some decent games. Uh, speaking of Valpo, to start with them – they uh, are hosting a pretty good Mac school in mid-level. This is what, one of the games I mentioned when we were talking about how weak our home schedule was. We couldn't get somebody to come into Carbondale. They have Toledo coming in to Valparaiso tomorrow night at 6 p.m., so that's an interesting one. Um, UNC Williamton, usually a pretty good program. Always those UNT, UNC schools are pretty good. They are on the road at Illinois State. Illinois State uh, is a six-point favorite. I got some spreads with some of these. Um, Coppin State is headed to Loyola. That will be a blowout. SEMO, um, interesting, is headed up to uh, Springfield to play Missouri State. So a little in-state rivalry action going there. See what Brad Corn can do. Um, Missouri State's a 16-point favorite in that one. Um, Indiana State's headed on the road at Green Bay. Indiana State's a three-point favorite on the road, so that's interesting. Um, I doubt they know they lost Tyreek Key, though, yet. So uh, 
Um, Nickel State is at Northern Iowa. That's a that's an interesting one. That'll be a fun one to watch. See how AJ Green plays in his first game back and see how that team goes. Um, Coe College is at Drake. Uh, I guess that's uh, they're like us. That's an easy one. Yeah, Start the year. That's uh, I'd say they're like us playing uh, D two programs later in the year. But uh, yeah, that's an easy one for them. Then uh, interesting one. Uh, South Dakota State's an eleven point favorite at home against Bradley. So uh, Bradley on the road, and we we know South Dakota State's had some good basketball players. So that's an interesting one. And the biggest one to watch is uh, it's on ESPN Plus if anyone wants to tune in. Evansville goes on the road at their new coach, Wes Miller, in Cincinnati. So that's an interesting one to watch. Yes, you're right. Really. Nine and a half point favorite Cincinnati are. Yeah, Cincinnati, we know they lost their coach, the one that recruited Marcus in Northern Kentucky. But they got what's his name from UNC Greensboro, right? Yeah, Wes Miller. Wes Miller. So we know Lake Lighter is bringing a lot of guys back. An interesting team, uh, probably rightfully so, at Cincinnati, minus nine and a half. Um, but, yeah, I think the SEMO Missouri State's interesting. I know Missouri State's at home. 16 is a huge number. We know SEMO's been eh over the years. I think, you know, I, I just remember seeing some things that they were going to be a little better than they were last year. So that's one to keep an eye on. You said Nichols Northern Iowa definitely is one as well. And, yeah, and Bradley, we know Bradley is semi a new team, semi not. You know, we know they have Terrabine and that they're going to get back at some point. But 11 points on the road. But right, South Dakota State has produced really good players. Uh, that's an interesting one. That spreads a little high. That one and Missouri State one, but that one may be a little more warranted. So, yeah, that's how we will update everybody on how all these games went, how everyone kicked off. Have a good feeling a lot of them outside maybe Indiana State have a good chance of winning all their games. Valpo against Toledo is interesting as well because, yeah, you're right. They host them and they're underdogs at home. So we'll keep everybody updated on all that for sure. Uh now, Noah, segue, and because we obviously did our own preview, uh, NBC Basketball, who they did a breakdown of all the teams, and they finally did ours, talking about how we returned 97% of our scoring from last year and getting Marcus back. I think that's all they cover. They had the top returners, and we noticed they didn't have Kyler on here, who was a freshman all-first team. Uh, they had a lot of our stats from what we were this past season. We were plus 6.5 on the turnover margin. That was fifth in the league. Uh, our best thing in the league, I would say, we were we were second in the league in three-point percentage, and Brian even said today we will be a really – he was asked and pretty much reiterated that we will be a three-point shooting team this year. Um, so – Yeah, since you mentioned that preview, I believe on Valley Sports tonight is the whole preview show. I believe that's at 6 o'clock, I want to say. I mean, so yeah, it seems about right. I think I've seen that today. And I recall before we did our last pod, I was going to mention, or on our last pod, that they tweeted that they were filming it at that point. So, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. And obviously they're not updated with the Tyreek Key thing. I wish that would be kind of a live show, but it's pre-recorded, unfortunately. So, yeah, so they gave our update, and they had a video on Brian and had terrible quality on that video. But he said, quote, we're in a unique position. Only three of our current players have played in front of the community before. He preached that and how excited the players are to play in front of our crowd like they got to experience during the exhibition uh, now, no, let's segue into something fun here. Uh, going through our schedule, let's preview of games that we think we should win through our however many games and which ones will win a loss and what our record will be at the end of the season. Yeah, I believe it's a total of 30 games, I believe. so. And you have you have your <clears throat> your record already set in stone. Let's go through them. Real quick, let's spend a couple minutes here going through it. 
at Little Rock, uh, which, we, like we said, we'll get into, what did you have him us in that game? I was... Well, we'll I don't even, know how to go about this, I guess. We'll pick every game. and if I went through and I did uh, – I got my non-conference record, then I went through conference and did conference, and then I narrowed it down to that. I'll probably agree with you. Go ahead and just give your overall comp, or non-conference My non-conference – my non-conference record, I was going 9-3. and three. Those three's losses are at San Francisco, at Tulsa. Then I have us losing the first game to Colorado in our tournament. But I uh, have us winning every other game, including the the we play who Duquesne or Northeastern in that uh, third game in that tournament. So uh, um, we win two, we go two and one in that tournament. That's pretty good. Getting going nine and three, stacking wins in that uh, in the horrendous non-con is pretty good. Yeah, I know. And Brian even talked about on his presser a little bit. Asked about uh, definitely the Little Rock and how. Um, if it's an easy error, you know, how much of a test it is to start the season. He says it is because, because we talked about how our non-con really isn't that special at all, obviously. And Brian talked about how, how he thinks it is. And the fact that, you know, you have to schedule a decent non-con if you're going to have a chance in the Valley itself. So we'll see. Obviously he feels that way. And he schedule a lot of these games where we kind of think it's kind of a cupcake as they would say. So I agree with that. Yeah. Those road games, those are tough road games. Tulsa being in the American San Francisco playing Gonzaga twice a year. Uh, those are definitely big. And you said Colorado, yes. They will be a tournament team again this year. Maybe they were last year. They will be tough. Uh, so I, I agree with you that. And we'll get to those games, obviously, as time goes on and what we pick and how that falls out. So 9-3, and three, what about in the conference record? Yeah, I have us going 11-7 and seven in conference, so that makes it a 20-10 and 10 overall record. That's a really good record for – this, yeah, 21 season yeah, for sure. That'd that's a really good record, especially after a little bit of a down year last year. So uh, I think that's pretty good. Not sure how that would end up in the Valley. So I'd say that's middle of the pack, like we were picked fifth. Without a doubt. And never know how that could play out. Do you, do you have us sweeping anybody or us getting swept by anybody? Um, yes, I do. I believe us. I had us sweeping Evansville. Had a sweep in Evansville because we're going to win that game in December, so that's an easier easier sweep. Uh, with the news of Tyreek Key, I moved at the sweep of Indiana State, and we are going to sweep Valpo and um, Illinois State. So then uh, I have us getting swept by Loyola and Drake and yes. Missouri. No, and no, we split with Missouri State and split with you and I. Uh, I had a sweeping Valpo, split with Bradley. And I think that's it. We'll take those splits, honestly, because you pinpoint some of those. Loyola will be a juggernaut again, and you mentioned Drake as well. Missouri State will definitely take a split with them. You know, they seem to be able to build a super team. Uh, obviously, yeah, it's nice to split, and you have a sweep in four. Those are obviously all reasonable uh, uh, sweeps, and obviously we don't want to be swept. You said 20 overall record. Yes, a 20-win season definitely is good. Especially since even though we'd be losing the two or the three games that would help our resume at the end of the season, uh, but still, if you win 20 games and you do all right in your conference and go into the conference uh, tournament, uh, expecting to win and try to see if you can win that to move on, get the automatic bid, it'd be nice to beat those those three non-con teams. So, so I agree with yours, yeah. Uh, definitely would like to steal some of these games. You mentioned Evansville. Yeah, that'd be a good start on the road and then getting them at home. The news with Indiana State, I, I agree with your – I'd say around 20 wins would be pretty ideal, especially with that uh, weak non-con. 
uh, and some of these teams in our conference that are a little bit banged up. So I agree with that, without a doubt. Everybody else, I'm sure, has had theirs. We have a schedule on our wallpaper that they posted. Uh, feel free to comment or DM us if you agree with our records or anything that we ever cover. Feel free to do that. They're always open. So now, Noah, let's get into this presser that Brian had today. Some things that stuck out. First, we'll talk about, uh, he was asked about the status, obviously, of Ben and Cash. We found out that they did not play in the Saturday game. We remember talking about that, how it was kind of a sloppy game, but we got the job done. Uh, and he says that, uh, uh, obviously, they will pro- probably play, we would say, in this game. I don't think any, whether they both start or not, Do we? Do, can we agree maybe that neither of them may, may not start, you think? It's interesting. Uh, I know Brian said in his presser that they were able to practice yesterday, and they would see how today goes. But uh, yeah, if they, uh, I'd say two good days. I'm sure they've been practicing a little bit. We just didn't play in that exhibition for precaution or that scrimmage for precautionary reasons. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised since Cash is returning home, returning to where he played, just played. So wouldn't be surprised if they start. But I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they didn't start either. I agree, and we know obviously that, yes, they are two starters that will be at healthy. They will start all season. We've mentioned Dalton. Uh be nice to have him off the bench back in Uplands. We know they play really well together. They did in the exhibition. That'll be interesting to see. Um, and I know we talked about uh, motivation, and he says a lot of our players uh, don't – they already have motivation or don't need it in general. He talked about the success they had in high school, and he mentioned JD's uh, – uh, how he got to the uh, JUCO tournament and all that stuff, playing on an elite team. And then, yeah, Noah, eight of the 13 have won state championships, he says, on our roster, so they have the expectation to win. They've been winners. And we were thinking back to who those players could be. We kind of tried to narrow it down. We know Lance, we went and saw him face EJ Liddell in the state championship and lost. Uh, who are some other ones, if you recall? Of the eight, that's a big number. I know Ben Harvey did in Arkansas. He played on a really good team with loaded players. Like, the whole starters went D1, I believe, in that team. I know he did. Um, thinking to others, um, I know Foster made it to the state championship his senior year. I'm not sure what he did prior to that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who the eight were, but I would, if I were to guess, I'm sure. I think, honestly, if I go back, let me click. Let me go to Marcus. Because I'm pretty sure Marcus is either header on his Twitter or something to do with his Twitter. I'd say Marcus did. Is he holding? Kyler didn't title? play in the States. Um, Steven didn't play in the States. Marcus is holding a sectional championship in his head. I remember seeing that on his post before or his account before. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'll love him to say who did what. Because, yeah. yeah it's, we could process, what is there, how many on the roster? 15? Yeah, I mean, that could be. You don't think Troy did, Scotty didn't, Chris Cross. You know, you know, yeah, Chris Cross, Will Keller didn't. Uh, you know <laughs> Steven ended up playing the States, probably. I don't know where he played, actually. So where are these coming uh, from? Kyler, Anthony? Kyler. Yeah, Anthony played how many? I mean, Anthony. Anthony played a decade older, ago. Yeah, school, yeah, it feels so. like it. So, yeah, it's we'd have to do a process of elimination. So, yeah, it's interesting, but we recruit winners. That's the key. Without a doubt, that's what Nick Hill preaches in football as well. That is key, and Noah's a big one because we talked about how Dan Moore and Illinois State does with red shirts. He was asked about that, and Brian couldn't give a legit answer. He said he would maybe do it in the coming weeks. And no one that sticks out to us that we think they should probably redshirt is Scotty, right? Because we have a feeling he's a work in progress offensively, and obviously just everything in general. He's one, and Brian even preached how you know teams around the country 
enjoy or would like to, and it's always good to redshirt guys. And Scotty seems like a prime one, doesn't he? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, we know we have three guys in front of him on the depth chart, and uh, and we know we played limited in that exhibition. So yeah, and Brian said he'd take these next couple of weeks and maybe have some conversations with those guys and see what they think. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the players. So it's up to the. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, if it was me in the next couple of weeks, it it I did my best to get in the in the rotation. I didn't get that. I would probably think about it. For sure, and we think a player never really wants to redshirt and just take a whole year off. You know, barring injury, if you're injured, you can understand it. I I mentioned earlier how if Scotty doesn't, and I would if I'm Brian, I'd say unless you don't want to, like we'll have conversations with doing so. Because Scotty was so physical in that little time in the exhibition, you know, in scrums and such, and he had that and one, uh, he it's definitely there, and I think you could you can throw him in the games against, you know, we play a big man on or tomorrow night that we'll get to. He's an example, especially in non-con. And conference could be a whole different story as well. If you have Scotty come in and play hard defense, because he's a big body get a foul or two, you're right, with the guys in front of him, he is the prime one to do that. So I would go to him and see if that's the case because we know Noah Kate Hornecker's coming in next year with J.D. staying and Kyler here, Anthony's gone. That That's just another one in Scotty's way, perhaps, unless he takes the next step and he might not play. It would make sense for them to not play him at all this season and not redshirt. So uh, we do think Foster and Troy will play this season without a doubt. Troy, I think, we've talked about how it could be the freshman that sees the most time. So um, definitely, because right now, I mean, Kate coming in here, Kate's going to play. So it's another roadblock for Scotty. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, Kate's more of a four type. He's just a bigger 6'11 body. So we'd see, but we know Brian loves those four guard lineups. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, but I'd like this year, I'd like to see Anthony play alongside JD and Kyler, see what happens. But, we roll with those four guard lineups, but yeah, it's another. It'd be another roadblock if he doesn't. But it could be one of those things like last year. I've mentioned it plenty of times on injuries. This, yeah, injuries. And I mentioned this plenty of times on the podcast. Uh, the Hudson kid from Loyola was planning on walk or planning on redshirting, and at the end of the year, he I guess in practice he he turned it on, and look what he did at the end of the year. Now he's a now he's a starter up there. So it'll be one of those scenarios. You never know. So yeah, we'll take these nuts couple weeks and see what happens see if uh if we can get a couple leads maybe get these guys mixed in here there so we'll see what happens and i do think something that would go into this decision is if he did play in that secret scrimmage i know against it against a lesser opponent or it was that maybe he did something decent in there as well like i said it, it we want to talk about this too we don't know anything and brian didn't say anything about the secret scrimmage in his presser so it makes us think of why it was so secret, quote-unquote. Like, it's something that, like, it seemed like to some people it would be illegal to say like or talk about. We know Todd mentioned, I think, in a, a it had to have been the presser or some, th- something with Brian and said, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but and he did mention it. So it's interesting. It seems like it's illegal, and they'd be getting in trouble if they talk about it. We wish we would have knew more about that game because we didn't know if Cash and or Trent uh, did play in it or not. We just found that out today, so. That will have been a game we would have uh, liked to hear more about to see if, yeah, if Scotty or if any of these other guys did okay in it. So we, we will keep an eye out for that. It's definitely something to, every year to keep an eye out for red shirts. 
Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that, like we said. And then what else? No, he mentioned about Scott. He was asked about Kyler again and his ability to be lean and stronger this year. Yeah, I believe they and asked how what they thought about the exhibition game and the the scrimmage they had and what he saw about them. And yeah, he's they're not gonna. These three are not going to play, I'd say, 15 minutes maybe a piece, if that. So uh, we're going to keep a rotation in there, keep them healthy and fresh all year. But, yeah, the minutes they do get, they're going to go to a lot of things. But Kyler, yeah, we expect him to take that next step. I predicted he'll have a double average a double-double this year. So um, he's capable of doing that. We know uh, as long as he finishes around the – around the rim like he's had some issues with uh, he'll be just fine because we know he can rebound and play some really good defense and he's worked on his footwork and yeah he's got bigger and stronger and more lean this year so i'm excited to see what he does especially tomorrow night with a big man that's pretty good exactly we talked about the exhibition that he didn't finish around the rim they had a goon on their side so you know it depends about you know if he faces guys relatively his size and even more athletic than him per se that he could do better against it's those big guys that it is tough to score on and we'll you're right, we will see that tomorrow night, and we do think that he will start most of the season. And Brian did preach again that he's been available this whole time. He's been one of the few that have. So that's why I think overall him improving himself and being available that he's deserved the right to start. Uh, and, yeah, you said you projected double-double. I projected a bold prediction that he'd be on one of the All-Valley teams. So keep an eye out for that. You mentioned the 15 minutes apiece. Definitely seems about right with how deep we want to be at big and barring fouls and anything that comes through or comes throughout a game. So there's that. Anything else he covered that we should cover on the in the presser? Some big things there. Anything else you remember? Um, no, we b- believe we covered it. On and then he, he talked about Little Rock, which we'll get to yeah. in a second. And then uh, Marcus uh, met with Mike a couple of days ago. They played it on, especially in halftime of the football game as well. And Noah, some things to take away from that is Marcus said that it was kind of difficult uh, working his way back off injury and dealing with the injury itself. He said he had a lot of people to help him with it, and it hurt not being able to obviously be there when they have their great start to the season and be there the rest of the way. Uh, Mike asked him about, obviously, any personal goals, and he says he, which is what we love to hear, obviously, that he wants to win. He says, obviously, All-Valley team is the goal individually itself. Um, we have a feeling he's if he stays healthy, he'll be on that track. Uh, Noah, what else did you take away from that interview? Yeah, it's just what he it's it's what he said. It, he said he had some personal goals, but the main takeaway is he wants to win, and that's the biggest thing with these group of guys. Um, they don't care who score, they don't care who puts the ball in the basket. They just want to win at the end of the day. And it's the same with the same way with the football team. It's like the running backs. They don't care who gets the gets the carries, but uh, they just want to win at the end of the day. So yeah, it's. He's the player year candidate, and all and everybody's eyes should be. So, uh, yeah, what we saw in the exhibi- exhibition, I'm sure he did very well. Um, I know the team didn't play overall well in the scrimmage, but we still won. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 it was a good interview. If you've yet to check that out, go check it out. Yeah, and he it seemed like he's chopping at the bit to get back. Uh, he talked about uh, obviously our depth. He said that that'll be a key this year. He, uh, Talked about Trent and you know working with him and stuff and um, what else he talked about something that I just remembered actually from Brian's presser Noah if you remember is the uh, what did he say the weaknesses and the strengths of the team he he said the strength of the team this year could be our our ability to play together or like chemistry I guess he would pretty much say 
which is obviously key. He said that's something that he's noticed so far and what he expects this season. And he said there, if there's any cons, Noah, or any weaknesses, it would be the ability to play a whole 40-minute game and to sustain through a whole season and all that stuff. So uh, definitely some things that we've talked about and some stuff that makes sense. Overall, knowing that Cash met with uh, Coach Watson and Noah, some stuff that obviously we've known about since Cash has been here. He's been a player we've been coveting to take the next step. Knowing he was asked what he brings to SIU, and he said he brings that Chicago toughness. He brings defense. He brings versatility. He brings it all. He he got also asked about his Simeon days and his iconic coach there and what he learned. And then he talked about Little Rock and what he learned from there. He, uh, Walker learned a lot from him and pretty much told him how to watch film the right way and just learn and uh, elevate his game. Noah, again, preaching what – and obviously that he, that he – and Brian said that he was upset, obviously. He's ready to play and win for SIU, but he's been upset about his hamstring injury. That's something to hinder him a little bit, Noah. But, again, I know we've talked about it multiple times, reiterating it how important he is. And he said everything that we expect him to be this year, defense, versatility. And he said he's great in transition, which we somewhat expect. That's one guy, not only going back to Little Rock, but someone we can't wait to see play tomorrow overall. Yeah, we're excited to see what he's what he can bring to this team because we we really think this is the piece to take us, like, and we can take that next step overall as a team. And, yeah, what he can do at all three levels, he's three-level scorer, and what he can do on the defensive side is just really exciting and adds another level to this team that teams won't want to face every night in the Valley. No, we mentioned how, because it wasn't it Brian that was asked about a potential of a big three, and we think that Cash could be that. We talked about Kyler a lot, could easily be that as well. We think Cash could be the missing piece for that big three. Uh, so now, no, let's segue into our opponent tomorrow to kick off this regular season we cannot wait like we said we will go we will be going to this game hopefully other people do as well not that far we drive five o'clock game definitely helps also no let's get into a little bit uh, we got some stats here but let's get into their personnel a little bit yeah daryl walker is going into his fourth season under the helm at little rock uh one they won the Sun Belt two years ago had some issues during covid last year um, it's a tough battle this year. They know that uh, in February, their top scorer and assist leader, Marquise Noel, exited the roster. Then it got worse when 6'10", Rua Monyang, who averaged a double-double and was 2019 def- Defensive Player of the Year in the conference and newcomer turned pro. Then we we know Cash, they left, he left. And uh, so uh, they, they returned three starters. I believe um, they were picked eighth in the Sun Belt. And um, they that is uh, their best player is we've talked about him a lot preseason third team all Sun Belt Nicola Marich he is uh, the returning stats leader in six categories including scoring at fourteen a game rebounding five point six a game assists one point seven a game and point nine blocks a game so just about a block a game so yeah this is a uh, we've talked about it this is a very athletic team. And Marich is a very talented player, so our bigs are in for one. But, yeah, this is a decent test for us. I really like this matchup. Um, I know we talked about this program in, um, when we talked about the Valley expanding to another team. They were one of the options we went over. But, yeah, this is another another test for us. They have really, really good length and size, and uh, they're going to they're gonna 
get up and guard you. So if you if you're if you don't like to be guarded, this is not a team you want to play against. So it's gonna be a good test for us. Without a doubt, and you mentioned the length and the kind of team that they are that are reminiscent a little bit of Illinois State and how they've played over the last couple of years, not being a great team, but how athletic and that definitely with having that big man too and Brian preached to the length and uh, what they can do definitely that they've won their conference two years ago and uh, all that stuff. I agree. And Todd tweeted this breaking news earlier this month, a couple of days ago, that uh, their guard, 6'6", Myron Gardner, uh, transferred from South Plains, Texas Community College, uh, is out. For, is probably going to be out for this season with a stretch, stress fracture in his leg. Darrell Walker told Todd, and he averaged 14-7 and seven last season. He's a possible starter, so that's definitely something to keep an eye out as well for this game. Even though we would like them to be healthy and beat them at their best, that is definitely some noteworthy news. A lot of injuries going down before the season, which is unfortunate. Um, what does here know? We are 1-1 one one against Little Rock all-time. Uh, with each team winning the home game that they had. Uh, they won in Little Rock in 2004 by 17. We won in Carbondale in December of 2005 by 25 points. That's when Brian was a freshman and had five points, two assists, four steals, and no turnovers in that game. Uh, so, yeah, overall, it's 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 a nice kickstart to the game. We would both say probably, um, we said the athletic reason, but in terms of, where uh, did you say they were picked in their conference? They were picked eighth in the Sun Belt, so they lost a lot of their best players besides Marich. Uh, but they returned three starters from last year's team. But uh, yeah, they they are. Uh, it's gonna be a tough battle, I believe, under Coach Daryl Walker. They've won all three season openers, and at home they are fourteen and two in, in home openers as well at their new arena. And uh, all time they're one hundred and fifty one and eighty four at home with a sixty four percent winning percentage so they're very good at home uh we've looked into their arena a little bit only fits about 5600 i believe but yeah getting into it yeah it's gonna be a tough test uh watching our bigs against a really good player in nicola marich who is a uh can shoot it from a little bit outside and uh is that uh he's only 177 points shy of becoming the 21st player in program history to reach a thousand point mark so he's got a lot on his He's going to do that this year, I'm sure. So, yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned that's going to be a tough night for our bigs, and you very well could be right with a player like that. There's always that one player you got to keep an eye out for. And a quote here from Brian about this game, he mentioned that they play a winning style of basketball. Quote, they can really guard you. They have great length and athleticism. Offensively, they get the shots they want. It's going to be fun and going to be a challenge for us. The hardest thing in college basketball is to win on the road. Our guys are looking forward to the challenge and the opportunity, and I'm looking forward to coaching them and watching them compete Tuesday night. Uh, so definitely uh, cannot wait for this game. Yes, you mentioned it'll be at Jack Stevens Arena, and you said they're 14-2 in openers at that arena. It's about 5,000 people. Uh, real quickly, do you have any – I mean, I'm sure unless you saw it, like what they have, like restrictions on anything or, you know – we have there are tickets available. We'll get them. Yeah, there's a lot there. of there. I didn't see any restrictions. Um, so I sure it's probably a mass policy like SIU. But yeah, it's yeah I didn't see anything that restricted anybody from coming in. So um, didn't see anything important to to announce on that side of the thing. Okay, so uh, definitely something we're looking forward to. Like we said, a reasonable matchup to kick off this season. No, so now let's segue into. Uh, each of us will have a dog of the game. 
who is yours for this game? Well, like I said, we've done this for football. We will do it for basketball. Everything we do for football, we'll do for basketball. So what you got? Yeah, it's um, we know we depending who starters are and whatsoever. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, we need a. Uh, We've talked about we need that big three, but Brian, when he answered that, we need our big four, five, six, seven. And uh, this guy, I would really like to see. I was really, really excited to watch him during the exhibition and uh, his improvement on defense, and we know what kind of score he can do be, be so off the bench. So I'm going with Ben Harvey, going back to his home state of Arkansas to have a big game, about 15-plus points off the bench tomorrow night. We definitely know he's capable. He is a leading scorer for that second unit, depending upon who does start tomorrow. Yeah, we are expecting a big a big year from Ben. He's going to have to be because of that scoring factor. And you're right about this about these dogs of the game. It could it will fluctuate. We'll obviously pick there's even though for the most part for football there's the same starters. We pick kind of the same guys as well. Basketball will be the same case. And it, whenever we recap or preview these other teams and what they have to offer. If they're good at a certain position, if they're good at big, we could arguably go with someone who will have a tough test ahead of them. But I will go with Cash in this game because it is his return, whether he starts or not. Can't wait to see him in terms of how he'll affect the game that we know he can or has had expectations to. We'll see how he falls out or plays out. So I'm going to pick him with his return and his ability to change the game. and something we haven't had since Armand Fletcher. Uh, so there are first dogs of the game of the year. No one there also is. Thankfully, unlike football, uh, we do have spreads and over-unders for the basketball game. We will do these like every game as well. Noah, it says we are seven-point favorites on the road. And then the over-under is 138.5, pretty much 139. What are your picks for those? Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say uh, that's a good test on the road. But uh, I'm going with the minus seven, the dogs winning by seven plus, And I'm going to take the over, and I got a win of 78-67, a uh, good start to the season, good scoring, putting up almost 80, because we know, I believe Todd said, mentioned this, uh, they've, uh, like 17 times they've held, last year they held people under 70 points, so it's going to be a big one. I agree, and that's, it's a little bit of a uh, high scoring game in general, which very well could happen, and a semi-close game. Uh, I will segue, I'm pretty sure I said, what, 70 to 52, which hits the under. I will take the minus in that as well with a victory. Uh, so that we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, like we do for football all season, we'll keep our records intact. It is basketball season. We're so glad it's here. Tomorrow kicks it off, like we said, around the country. Uh, so, so one quick quote here from Brian. He said today, I've said since the start of the summer, was we can control what we can control, and we can be consistent in those areas that win games in terms of rebounds and defense, taking care of the ball, doing it for 40 minutes. In terms of the exhibition game, I think we played well for the first half compared to the second half. When you go on the road, you have to play winning basketball. You have to have great shot selection. You have to block out every single possession while making great post passes. All those little things add up in terms of toughness and winning basketball. We need to consistently be at a high level if we want to be a championship team this year. Noah, we know those are the aspirations and the expectations this year, especially with a team we feel like could definitely be the best under this coaching staff. And like we said, we cannot wait for basketball as a whole because we know we have other teams as well that all kick off tomorrow. So, Noah, final thoughts here. Yeah, very excited for this season. Um, it's going to be an excited season. I know some people say this is the year that we really compete and maybe get to Sunday and win a NBC title game. So, 
yeah, it's the the excitement and the standards this program has. Uh, we know what we want to be, and uh, it's exciting to kick off. I know we're in a little down 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 downhill stretch of football, but yeah, it's basketball season almost. So yeah, excited. Can't wait to make the trip down to Little Rock and see what it's see what the experience is, see what the campus looks like, and uh, get another campus under our belt to that we've traveled to for SIU athletics. And yeah, excited. Uh, the team is probably really more excited than I am, but uh, yeah, I bet they're ready to get back on the floor. And uh, hopefully, Cash has a good return to his last place he played at. And uh, yeah, they're going to go out, just go out and compete for 40 minutes. I don't think we'll have a problem with that and winning this ball game. Especially getting all those guys involved, and you're right, it's great that they scheduled this game for Cash's sake. I'm sure that means a whole lot to him. And yeah, you're right. It would be really cool to make that trip. Uh, you know, like we said, it's only it's going to be one of the few uh, times we'll get to do that. Which in the past couple of years we have seen them. We know two years ago we saw them in Florida for their first games of the year. So it's it's great to see how the regular season kicks off uh, in person, like we have over the last couple of years. Um, so yes, until uh, or unless we see you at the game, which we will be there. Obviously, feel free to uh, you know. Uh, Find us and say hi if you want. If you make the trip, um, for sure we will cover this game again uh, on what what is today. We said we we're going to pick Wednesday. Wednesday. So we said we will after every single game. So there will be a lot of pods for basketball this season. Uh, so unless we see you at the game, we will see you on Wednesday for the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Dogs Podcast for everything. And we will live tweet the game. Everybody keep up with it. So for Nick Malone. No alerts. See you soon, everybody. Go Dogs.